The Dane and Derek Show is an uncensored, unfiltered podcast. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to this side of the Outer Rim, where the Dan and Derek show lives on the internet. Uh, I'm Derek, a fellow Jedi Knight, Padwan, Master, Outcast, Jedi Outcast. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm something with the Force. Uh, and with me this week is, is, uh, is Dane. Hi, I'm Dane, a writer, musician, podcaster, and you know what? I I think I'm settling. I think I'm settling on um, former Jedi. I you know I think I'm for- settling on former Jedi. That would be probably where I'd land. Oh, nice! Like the like the like the guy that's voiced by Freddie Prince Jr. in Rebels, uh, Kanan, right? Kanan Jars. Yeah, yeah, great character. Great character, one of the best, one of the oh, yes. one of the best. Which okay, we, we can't do about. this right. We can't do this right yeah. now. That's next week. We can't do this yet. <laughs> All right, here's our icebreaker for this week: droids with a question mark, thoughts, opinions. Droids stress me out, um, because they might be slaves. Question mark. I, it's it's very unclear, um, and I really wish it wasn't. Um, yeah. I mean, Solo, a Star Wars story, is really the only film to ever have any mention of what droids are to people. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of a joke. It's kind of, it's used they as a made, joke. It, and they turn it into a joke and it's bad. And like, I'm yeah. like, oh, th- that wasn't good. You know, Star Wars is full of a lot of problematic stuff, like by a lot, like, you know, lots of racist stereotypes, a lot of sexism. And like, sometimes I think that might have been the worst thing they've they've done. Um, yeah. Y- you know, a- and so like, on the one hand, like I love droids, like conceptually, like I love R2 and like Chopper and BB-8, like, and, and like 3PO, like I love the, like the concept of as had they serve in the stories, but as like a lore concept, I find it deeply troubling and there are just like no answers for me. Um, yeah. so here's hoping, here's hoping that changes someday. Um, you, yeah, I, droids? I feel about the same way. I, I think, I think here's how I look at droids, right? I'd never want to own one. I'd no. never want to create one, but I wouldn't mind chilling with one. I wouldn't mind, you know, uh, hanging out with one, having a pal that's a droid, you know? Um, Agreed. I wouldn't that mind is... that. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I don't want to be a part of whatever capitalist insp- institution creates droids, but I'll more than happy to help a droid get its, you know, its freedom. Uh, definitely, definitely, yeah. Uh, where i'm at um but uh that's not quite where we're talking about today we're talking about the sequel trilogy today uh the most recent star wars films uh in memory and oh goodness this is a lot to unpack it is a lot to unpack um yeah okay let's uh, let's go broadly because (laughs) this is like a flame war on the internet so yeah yeah. no matter which side you pick you're gonna get crucified for this so like which side are you on just like let's just yeah do you do you like them or do you not like them like just broadly and you can Uh, like do like you can be like uh like mild dislike you don't have to be like i hate them like you don't have to go all the way like everybody else thinks you do 
Okay. I, I, if liking them is above 50%, then I'm at 51%. Okay, uh, fair enough. Yeah. Um, I think... I think I would say that I... I like 60... Like, like I'm at like a 66%. I'm like okay. two-thirds there. Um, okay. Because I have very good feelings about two thirds of the movie movies. And then I don't really like the, the ninth one isn't good. Um, but like execution wise, it is better than I think all three of the prequels, like just as far as like yeah. film execution goes. So it's still not yeah. like, it's not hard to sit through like, like genuinely sometimes like it, like just the cringe in, in the, in the sequel, in the prequel trilogy is like, it's literally hard to listen to these lines. And that never happens in, in rise of sky, uh, rise of Skywalker. Right. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, I guess, I guess we should talk about, rise of sky we let's talk about them in reverse shall we that sounds like uh, that sounds like a good plan or or maybe even yeah. i might even like jump back and forth and save uh, eight i think we the do them by director that's <laughs> fair yes let's you know, talk about nine, the JJ seven Abrams. and then eight yeah. yeah so here's my take with nine right i watched it at the Arclight cinemas in los angeles rest and rip and the audience audibly groaned when ray and and ben kissed because wow. it was just kind of, in my opinion, unnecessary. And uh, a lot of that film is unnecessary. A lot of that film redacts pretty much everything in Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that film kind of takes away a lot of Ray's agency and a lot of the agency of the other characters. Totally. totally. You know, Ray is reduced to the product of Birthright. Yep, which um, sucks. So sucks. Finn, yeah, Finn gets his entire storyline written out, basically. Poe Dameron is, is reduced to nothing but a guy who complains. And Rose doesn't really exist in the movie. At all. Um, they add a bunch more characters who have very, very weird romantic ties to older, older men. Um, and there's also just... Uh, it's got a big problem with like time portrayal, like time's all over the place. Very confusing. Uh, you can tell that they tried to kill Chewie, but then they didn't, but then they couldn't kill Chewie because whatever. Commit. And yeah. then of course, you know, like there's just a lot of uh, like, I don't know, like we didn't need Palpatine. No, we really didn't. We like really, really we, didn't. we really didn't. And, and, and like, it it feel it honest to God feels like it feels like salvage. And like, I, I mean, here's the thing, like, like I understand people worked really hard to make this movie because there was a lot of controversy after last Jedi. And I understand that there was a lot of things riding on this movie being successful, mm-hmm. but Holy crap. Like I, I just don't know like this whole, like the whole sequel trilogy going back to force awakens now. Like, I just don't know what it was trying to say or do. And I feel like that's just a product of like, there's so many voices in the room and so many people being so like a feeling like, I guess in a lot of ways, like afraid to fail, you mm-hmm. know? And, and I feel kind of bad mm-hmm. for everyone that had to like work on it. Cause it just feels like really rough. Like yeah. I can't imagine having that much pressure to make something good. And then to have it be so like lukewarm received, like, 
Right. Like, I, I feel awful even tearing it apart right now. Yeah. Know? And, and so he, here's, I said this last week and I'm going to, I'm going to say it again here. The prequel trilogy is a problem of execute is a problem of good ideas with garbage. Fuck awful execution. The sequel trilogy. And in my opinion, by like, I really don't think you can argue with me on this outside of episode eight is a, a nine in particular is a problem of mediocre ideas to no ideas with really good execution because technically speaking these movies are well done like yeah rise of skywalker a little less so because they clearly tried to squeeze about two movies worth of something into a single so then it gets choppy and that's just a thing but there's nothing like technically wrong with it right like the acting is good like all of the actors like there's no cringy like like i i will say this about Hayden Christensen, he's not actually a garbage actor. He's like, like if you've seen anything else he's ever like really done where like the writing was good and the directing was good, he's pretty good. He's not like the most amazing actor who's ever been by any stretch of the imagination, but he isn't like a nightmare actor. He had such garbage material to work with in the prequels. Like what was he supposed to do? Um, that's not a problem in the sequel trilogy. So all the actors kind of get, they don't, they don't suck. Right. Right. And to some extent, I think that there is almost a science down to like movie making at this point. Like there are certain things that can just be done so consistently. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I don't, I don't like, I don't begrudge anybody who worked on any of these films. They did some amazing stuff, right? Like so much, like, yeah, I think they learned so much from the prequels in the sense of like the sequels brought back sets and going to location and like, all kinds of amazing stuff. They did great yeah. on that, right? Every fight matters. Yes. You know, they, every time they the lightsaber it. gets pulled out, it matters. Right. They learned so much. And they also like managed like something I love about actually Rise of Skywalker. I want I want to give it a few like like points. Um like just a few big wins here, which is uh one, the fight between Kylo Ren and Rey on the the ruins of the death star that was fucking awesome like that was great because like there's so much tension and you're not even clear who is the good guy in this moment and that's awesome and like they managed to make the force feel like powerful in a way that you couldn't manage in the original trilogy because of the limitations of technology without it feeling so like beyond human you know like they gave everything weight and then and then the fight ends and she heals him because she didn't want to kill him. And I was like, dope. Like, this is all yeah. cool. Like, this is all exactly. super cool. Like, that's like, there's, there's some things that were at, like, and I was like, that's an amazing bit of execution. It's just so out of context and out of like place at this point that there's just, it, it doesn't land. Right. Exactly. Like, that um, should have almost been the end of the movie. Maybe. Yeah, probably. And here's the thing. Like, uh, imagine this for a second. Uh, imagine that the, imagine that, that rise of Skywalker opened on that fight. Yeah. For a second. Oh that, my like, goodness. That, like in the crawl, in the crawl that they just like basically set up like some, like Ray and Kylo are looking for a, for a MacGuffin, a, a, a force MacGuffin because they need to. And it's such a continuation of the last battles in eight right like where they're so close and they're like i don't fucking want to do this like why are we fighting like why are we doing this you know yeah um 
and, and like it, it all like it there's there's and again there's like potential there but all that potential in my opinion comes from eight because it introduced interesting ideas new ideas right and this kind of brings me to seven i like seven a lot i think seven is really well executed i think it's really fun and i think it's really clear as a story it breaks zero ground both in storytelling and in star wars storytelling for that matter like zero ground it's basically a new hope again right with a few like slight twists on it and on the one hand like i'm very much of the mind like i think that was the right move because there was so much hate for the seat for the prequels um that the first one kind of needed to remind everybody that you hey you like star wars movies you do i promise right yeah i promise you do um yeah and that opening is is so good yeah and i thought that's a great way to do it i thought that's that's great and then eight came out and I thought, I thought it, it was going to take something, take things in a different direction, and then they course corrected so hard back that it didn't, it didn't make sense again. Like, and so here's my question: Eight is the is the big elephant in the room that we're dancing around right now. How do you feel about eight? Yeah. So when eight initially came out, I was not a fan, but as I thought about it and rewatched it and eventually watched nine. I came to realize that eight really was the standout film because it took a lot of star Wars isms and kind of like the original trilogy discarded them. Like the original trilogy did not have star Wars isms in the way that the prequels and sequels do, or a lot of other star Wars media, you know, there weren't a lot of, Oh, that's a star Wars moment in last Jedi. Um, there were and many I think like, fewer, yes. Yeah, and I think that because like my my biggest critique of Last Jedi was that it's like really hard to follow the story because there's like you know a lot of issues with pacing. But I I realize that that's just like an execution problem. The actual quality of what's there, there's some really interesting things that happen in that movie that I think you know it it, it kind of answers a lot of those questions like. I, it establishes some of my favorite things, right? Like that the Jedi and Sith are kind of like this old way of thinking mm-hmm. and that the force can be something else. Uh, it, it establishes the unimportance of Ray's parents. Oh, I and love that. it also like brings in a really cool thing that like we only see in the video games, which are force bonds. And on top of that, like we have Luke Skywalker, we have, we have, we have, the, we have. A lot of people think that like this is like was the Luke Skywalker we didn't deserve, and that the one on Mandalorian was the one that we did deserve. But I feel like the Luke Skywalker that we get, like people forget that it's been like forty years. Like he's tired. We deserved both, honestly. Yeah, exactly. Hey, yeah, both we deserved a little bit of both. Both yeah. can be true. Exactly. So, so here's 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 where I I come down on eight. I adore eight. I really really adore eight. Um. And here's my reasoning for it. I think it's big flaw. And the, the reason the pacing falls apart is that they weren't exactly sure what to do with Finn. Um, and so they did this whole Canto bite thing, the whole casino thing. Um, and that just didn't quite flow with the pacing exactly, but the interest, it, it kind of messed up the pacing a bit, but the interesting thing is it didn't break it thematically though yeah it did. right like because it ends up being that like yeah it's the little guys without any names who aren't 
special who are still going to save the day, you know, and that's cool. And it, like, it's not, it doesn't break any of the thematic stuff. It also, they deal with that kind of like roguish guy who like, is he good? Is he bad? Like what's going to happen? Um, and like he goes bad, right? Like, which is not how it's supposed to go. Right. Like Han Solo's the Han Solo guy, the, the kind of skeezy guy is supposed to come back and be a good guy in the end. And they didn't do that. And I thought that was great. Um, Here's the thing that I find the most impressive about that film. Ray has an arc. Luke has an arc. Finn has an arc. Poe has an arc. Kylo Ren has an arc. That's five characters with full and complete character arcs in a single movie that are all yeah. thematically interlinked um, in the sense that they all need to listen to somebody else um the uh, well four of them four of them are are interlinked uh, and the fifth one is um more age is interlinked with like the overarching thing like ray's arc is basically about accepting the fact that her parents doesn't matter don't matter and what matters is what she wants you know and accepting that um yeah like that's her arc the other four arcs are about basically four men who really, really need to just, who need to listen and learn something from somebody who's talking to them. And in every case in this story, it's a woman. Luke needs to listen to Ray, right? And be a hero again, just one more time, right? Uh, Poe needs to listen to Leia and, and Captain Holdo, like, and like figure out how to be a leader, right? Like he needs to listen to them and, and grow up. Um, Finn needs to listen to Rose and decide that things that he can matter and that things are bigger than himself, you know? Um, and Kylo needs to listen to Ray also and let go of his hate and come back. And he doesn't. And that's why he fails and stays a villain. Right. Yeah. Um, and so one thing that I often think is that this movie gets a ton of hate because it's a movie about men listening to women. Yeah. And that pisses me off. It makes me mad that I think a significant amount of dislike for this film comes from the fact that it is oddly feminist quietly at on, not on the surface. It doesn't come off that way if you ask me, but it is. And so all these things are inter interlinked. They all go around the same thing, that theme that you're talking about, about changing the past, letting go. Right. And, and growing. And I think that's incredible. That's incredible writing. It's incredible acting. And, and yeah, there's a, there's some flaws in the execution of the pacing because that's a lot for one goddamn movie to do, but I think it pulls it off really in the end. And I'm sorry, I'm going to keep talking here because I I have so many feelings (laughs) about this movie, but like, I'm going to go back to Luke for a second, because like you were saying, people are like, this is not the Luke that we, we got. And I'm sorry, but he's a, He's an, he's an old man who's made a lot of mistakes in his life who ran off to a random ass planet like all of his his father figures. Oh my god, that is exactly what he would do. He's a Skywalker. He's an emotional man. Like that's that's who he is. And to be fair, he let down his students, his family, his best friend, his nephew Right? Like he has every reason to be in so much pain to think that he's 
he fucked up so bad that he's like, you know what? No, did the Jedi need to be done? I need to get the fuck out of here. Like I clearly, this is not working. I think that makes perfect sense. And, and you know what? People are like, but he's not like a Jedi anymore. But his whole damn arc is realizing that, no, I do need to be a hero one more time. And he goes out and does the most fucking Jedi Knight thing that could ever be done, which is he saves the day, lets people escape, lets hope live on without throwing a single actual blow. He tricks everybody into thinking that he's at, he's there and has this a crazy cool duel where he doesn't actually like block any blows. And it's like the most Jedi thing to solve the problem without actually being violent. Like I, I thought that was amazing. I thought that was like the Luke you all, like always dreamed of. And it to me is to like find the hero in you, even when it's hard. I don't know. Yeah, well, and that's the thing, right? I think that's that moment, that duel in particular, is what I think the prequels kind of fail to show about the Jedi. And you are right, it is the most Luke thing ever, and you see how much he's grown in that scene. He's not just angry and, you know, using his passion to fight his nephew. He is, you know, he has come to peace with what with who he is and stuff. And it's it's a very that scene gives us more about the life he lived and the man he wanted to become than if we saw him like doing backflips, killing people in this movie, you know, like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like if, if, if he was just a badass killing machine that lived alone eating porgs, then we wouldn't care. But because we see like a broken hero, you know, f- f- real, you know, like you said, realize that he's got to believe one more time it's great and and it also just sets a great precedent for what the future of jedi could be right that's the other thing is his lessons are that the jedi as a con like it, the, his his lesson is the jedi as an institution was really broken and yeah the idea of me trying to bring it back as it was was kind of a mistake i, I shouldn't have done that then you when you temper it against Ray being like, yeah, but like conceptually, the idea of like these magic heroes who can help us guide us through dark times, that's not a broken concept. We still need that. And so when he's at the end saying like, I'm not the last Jedi, that's a good thing. He's like, yeah, yeah. no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not the. I'm the last Jedi like this, right? Like she's going to be something different, you know. And something that like gave me a little hope early in um, Rise of Skywalker was the fact that Rey used Force Lightning, traditionally a dark side technique, right? Like where where I was like, oh, cool, maybe maybe this is showing that like the being able to tap into these emotions that let you have these other abilities isn't the bad thing. The bad thing is like you know letting yourself become a murderer like a monster you know right like, yeah that's letting the you problem. kill children yeah like yeah. that's the problem it's not yeah it's not the fact that you feel angry that's not a problem right you know like something that's interesting that is thematic throughout each trilogy is each generation of jedi is less um is less confined and um oh what's the word uh restrained restrained and and conformist than the last they're more emotional more open and as we see it lets them go further different area places right 
Yeah. And so, and then the other thing I loved about The Last Jedi is that it basically pulled, it It, it just like, it was like, here, we're going to hit all the checkboxes on the Return of the Jedi and uh, Empire Strikes Back shit right now. We're just going to get it out of the way, which leaves the next movie completely open to be something completely new, right? Like, there's no yeah. big Emperor figure to kill, right? Like, at the end, there's, you, you know, like, the, like we're at we're at the end of empire and return of the jedi at the same time uh and we've also blown up the the need for um uh legacy like you have to be you have to be a skywalker you have to be a kenobi you have to be something so it's completely wide open and i was like that's amazing and i was so excited i was like nine could be anything like anything and that was so exciting to me um and to be fair, what I'll hear from people who have criticisms of it is like, you know, like, yeah, there's, there's some, there's some timing flaws in the film. There's, you know, some, you know, it, it, there were some disappointments around like mythologizing things like who was Snoke. And then it was just like, I don't know, some fucking guy, like he was just some lame guy. Like, that's fine. Kylo Ren is a much more interesting van- villain anyways. Like, yeah. By so by leaps and bounds, he is so much more interesting um than some random guy in a gold cloak. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um and so I think something that is frustrating about the sequel trilogy is that it's a bit of squandered potential in a way. Yeah. You know, like like, I wonder how people might feel about eight if nine stuck to its guns and really gave it some interesting payoff. Right? Yeah. Like, what if they had managed to make the conflict really about Ray and and Ben? Like, Ben Solo. Like, what if they'd really managed to do that at the end and make it be this, like, thing of, like, where is the line? Like, what makes you a good person? like a good force user or a bad force user. And it's really blurry and it actually comes down to your actions, not what color blade you hold, you know? Yeah. And then they didn't, you know, they didn't show us like, like with Poe, you were talking about how in nine, they, they took away any sort of like arc from him, you know, he's just kind of there. Yeah. We never got to see him actually be the leader. He worked to be, we never got to see Finn, the, the real freedom fighter, who both understands sacrifice and living to fight another day. You know, we never got to see Rose again, basically, period. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, and I guess this leads me to like one final thing I want to talk about in this one, which is the fandom around yeah. Star Wars. I love Star Wars so much. I know you do too. I don't like being a Star Wars fan. Yeah. It's not something you can really be proud of, you know, because I don't know. It's hard to be a, it's hard to be a part of any kind of fandom, you know, just because fandom in and of itself can be so toxic. Yeah, it really can be. There are rules. There's right and wrong ways to be, you know, any of it and that's awful yeah it it uh you know it uh i don't know it just kind of it brings you back to high school 
and clicks and stuff like that. And it's, uh, it's not cool. You know, no, it's just not, it's not cool. And it's, and it's vicious. Like, yeah. But the actress who played Rose, she, she was like kind of accosted online, you know? Yeah. That's awful. That's yeah, truly awful. Because mm-hmm. like, I love these movies. They mean a lot to me growing up. But it's a movie. Like, you and I love art. We think that it's... I'm speaking for you here, so, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. We find a lot of value in it. It matters. Art matters. Like, movies matter. TV matters. Video games matter to people. And they teach us. And they let us connect and share with each other. But it's a movie. And you took it out on a human being. And that's just awful. Yeah. And that's ultimately like the biggest shadow over this trilogy, right? Is just like the prequels didn't really have that, but this trilogy does. And it's from a very particular pointed angle that you so aptly pointed out earlier in that, you know, episode eight is a very feminist movie where men have to listen to women. And of course, you know, it sucks that, you know, that, 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 that Kelly Marie Tran got viciously attacked online. It's not, it's Thank not you. fair and it's not right. And like, that is, I think the single most biggest, that is the single biggest thing that I think will forever, for me at least, make this trilogy of movies not great just because of how people reacted to that. And I just, I don't, I don't think that that's right. So no. Agreed. Yeah. All right. Well, one thing I'm going to, I'm going to end this on one light note. Okay. Okay. I thought it was rad that Ray had a yellow lightsaber at the end of rise of Skywalker. I thought that was really cool. I thought that it was awesome that they made that canon again. I so awesome. I, anyways, I just want to leave it on something a little fun and high <laughs> so, so people come back next week because I think next week is, are going to be our like most upbeat positive because i think you and i love the extended universe the most yes because i think because i think you know i think that the the hard part about star wars right is that everybody sees themselves in these characters Mm -hmm. but the extended universe is where you can actually be a character and that is probably why it's so good but uh that's next week uh, the final part of star wars month uh uh, you can, uh, and, we'll, and that's when we'll talk about it. Um, you can catch what movies I'm watching this side of the galaxy on Letterboxd at Derek Aiello. And Dane, where can we find you and your Starfleet? Uh, you can find uh, me at my secret base on Twitter at Dane underscore Fogdahl. Uh, or you can listen to my encoded messages out to the other Rebel Alliance on Diceology, um, which is spelled like the science of dice on iTunes, Stitcher, or Spotify. It's it's a podcast. Yeah, a good podcast too. Uh, may the force be with you, everybody, and we'll catch you next week. See you soon. Bye.